Hello and welcome to another episode of Oleo. My name is Elijah and today um, I have a kind of a big topic for us. It's a biggie. <laughs> um, today's topic is going to be anxiety and kind of, you know, what that looks like for me, maybe what it looks like for you, um, and kind of different ways uh, that, you know, we can kind of go about living uh, and living our lives with anxiety being something that is always going to be inter interwoven into our lives in some capacity, unfortunately, but you know, that's the way it is. And um, so this is going to be some of the kind of pieces and techniques and things that I use and, you know, maybe it can help you as well, um, just to kind of listen to this and know that, you know, you are not alone um, in struggles of being anxious. So um, before we get into that, as I always do, I will give you a bit of context, a little bit of story time about my day. Um, currently, once again, I'm in the car. Uh, seems to be my new place for recording. I have been recording videos in here, podcasts in here. This is just my place, I guess. I don't know. It's nice and quiet and uh, kind of comfy. I always keep my car very clean, so it's just, it's nice. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's weird, but, but I, I like hanging out in my car. It's a cool place. Um, today I was out and about, um, I had to get my first COVID test, first of many, um, done for, since, you know, since I'm moving into college, um, even though I'm vaccinated, I still have to get tested. I think it's once every other week. Um, last year, uh, when I was there, I had to get tested a whole bunch too, but this is my first one in a little while. My first, definitely my first COVID test since I got vaccinated. Um, so they're, you know, doing that. Uh, so I, I went out there to take care of all that. I got parking passes and stuff, um, all in line. Um, there's multiple parking passes too, of course. It's one of them is for on campus and one of them is for like the actual dorms cause they're in different, you know, different buildings. Uh, so and I am bringing my car, you know, because I need to get to work and things like that. So I had to go and figure out all that stuff. Um, but it was really fun. Really nice day, actually. I wandered around Manchester. I got some, uh, it was uh, like black apricot iced tea from the coffee shop that is literally attached to my dorm building. So I'm going to be, <laughs> I think I'm going to be going there a lot. Um, met some friendly people. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. We're going to be moving in now. Um, I know I've been talking about moving into college, moving into college uh, the past couple of podcasts, but now it's legit happening. Like my room is packed up. Um, there is basically a huge pile of stuff near the basement door right now of all of my belongings. And, um, I mean, today's Monday and when I'm recording this, you're hearing this on Tuesday and I'm moving in on Wednesday. Uh, so like it's happening, like this is it. So really cool, really exciting, nerve wracking, but really exciting. So that's where I'm at. Maybe experiencing a little bit of anxiety, right? <laughs> About uh, moving in and all of this new stuff. So, you know, what better time to kind of talk about the subject than right now, I suppose. So now kind of moving into anxiety itself. Um, I think that, you know, anxiety obviously is, is a thing that all of us deal with in our lives, you know, and, and we're all kind of similar in that way that, you know, part of being a human, unfortunately, even though it's not fun, um, all the time, uh, 
we have to deal with anxiety. We have to deal with stress and worry about different things that happen. Um, even if you're the most easygoing person, you know, well, there's still things that happen that can cause you to be really worried about something and really anxious. So, um, for me, I kind of always consider myself as a very chill, relaxed person. Um, and, you know, a couple years ago, um, when I was still in high school, I was starting to, you know, have more and more anxiety about different things and kind of, you know, you get that, that wave kind of, <laughs> if, if you're somebody who has like, you know, kind of that really strong anxiety, uh, you know, that's, that's really, um, you know, really bubbles up kind of, um, seemingly out of nowhere, uh, you know, you'll know what I mean when I, when I say that anxiety, like, comes in from your gut, like you feel it in your stomach. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's a wave that goes through your entire body kind of out of nowhere. It's almost like, it's almost like when you get the chills, but it's not because it's, you just feel like a like a bowling ball in your stomach. And it just kind of goes through everywhere. It's crazy. Um, and, you know, for me, I, I a couple years ago, like I was saying in high school, I started to experience that more and more to the point where, you know, I started having kind of miniature panic attacks, which is when your anxiety gets really out of control. Um, and, you you know, and when I say out of control, I literally mean like you aren't able to control it anymore. You're not able to control your emotions, your actions, um, how you're feeling and things like that. And, and you just don't have the ability, right, to do that uh, when it gets to that really high level, which is tough. Um so what ended up happening for me is I'd be in school and I, I didn't have a full out like episode where I would like, you know, have really crazy breathing, like really big issues. Normally what would happen is I would just kind of shut down. Right. And people knew it was happening. Uh, not everyone, but cause I tend to be, you know, I'm a pretty quiet and laid back kid anyways, but, um, you know, people would know cause I would kind of get that, you know, blank stare, not really talking, not really moving, and just kind of like freeze, like kind of lock up. Um, and it, you know, it, to me, I would know what's happening too, um, but there wasn't anything I could do about it. You know, I would tell myself to breathe or I would tell myself to, you know, uh, you know, like, hey, like, you know, snap out of it, <laughs> right? But that didn't really work. That wasn't really a viable option. Cause at that time I didn't have the skills. I didn't have the ability to just get out of it on my own. Cause I didn't know what I needed to do, you know? Um, so for me, it, it just kind of started happening and I didn't really know what to do about it. Um, and I didn't really see it as a huge issue. I was like, Oh yeah, you know, maybe I'm just anxious and you know, but like, I didn't really realize like, Oh no, like these, this is like a panic attack, you know? Um, and when it really hit me, and this is a story I think I've told a couple times, um, is when I had my first serious panic attack. And it, it was one of those ones that you have huge issues and things that come along with the panic attack. It was really scary. Um, I was out in public, uh, with my girlfriend at the time and I pretty much had to like get out of the car and sit on in, in the parking lot because I couldn't really breathe. I felt like I was going to vomit and my heart was doing the craziest things. You know, it was beating wicked fast and then wicked slow all over the place. I was like, 
I, I legitimately thought I was going to die that night. Like, and it's funny when I talked to my therapist about this after, you know, there was not a doubt in her mind that that was a panic attack. Right. And she goes, yeah, yo, you thought you were going to die, didn't you? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I did. And she was like, yep. Yeah, we've been there. She's like, that's what happens. Um, and it's crazy, right? Because like before this point, I never had anything like this. And I, I didn't really know what to expect. But there I was literally in the parking lot having, you know, barely could breathe, heart, heart palpitations everywhere, literally thought I was going to die. Um, had to call my parents to come pick me up to bring me to the hospital. They almost had me go by ambulance uh, from the hospital to like the actual emergency room uh, where they could help me out with that kind of thing. Um you know, but it it was just, it was bizarre, you know, and and without any treatment or anything, you know, things just kind of quieted down. And eventually, you know, since I wasn't in the ER, they did fill me up with IV fluid and, you know, did all this stuff to, you know, to help me out since I was completely freaked out. Um, but there, that episode was bizarre, right? Because I did not know it was a panic attack. I had no idea because maybe, you know, my, my idea of a panic attack before that was what I experienced in high school often, which was just kind of the shutdown. Right. But this was like a legitimate panic attack, like, like all over the place. And, you know, that kind of thing manifests in everyone differently. Right. Some people, um, I know have it similar to that almost all the time, which is really tough where, you know, it, just impacts your entire body like that. Right. And, and you can't breathe or, you, you know, can barely see, you can't walk, kind of like it was for me. Some people have that a lot. Um, and other people, it is more of just kind of the more tame, well, not tame, but, you know, the less physical, um, physically apparent uh, variety of just kind of maybe shutting down or something like that. Um, and so it's just weird because it, it anxiety is such a unique thing for each individual, um, you know, like I'm saying, the attacks come in different ways, different things make different people anxious. And the toughest part about it all is just finding what works for you to help you in those situations, right? And, you know, people will always say, oh, there's help available, you know, there's resources, there's things you can do. And that is so very true in today's day and age, you know, there there is help available. And if you need help, or you know, someone needs help, there are resources and things out there that can help. Um, even though it's really tough to believe that sometimes, right? But just the hard part of all of that and knowing there's stuff available is that the, some stuff is going to work for some people and for other people, it won't. Um, and so, you know, I saw my therapist, the, you know, the next time I saw my therapist after that initial really big panic attack, I was like, okay, we got to do something about this. I literally thought I was going to die. I hated every second of that. I never want to do that again. So let's figure out what I can do. Um, I ended up getting a bunch of different strategies and things to help cope. Um, for me, in, in that case, I ended up being on an anxiety medication, which I still am on, um, you know, uh, which has been very helpful, very beneficial for me. Of course, not everyone needs that. And not everyone, you know, not the same tips and everything are going to work for every person. Like I was saying, it's extremely unique, which is in turn the hardest part <laughs> about trying to treat and figure out, diagnose anxiety, right? Um, for me, we ended up, you know, going the route that we did because my mom struggles with similar issues and she's on the same medication that I am. So it kind of was just the next 
you know, the order, I guess I should say the first logical step when we were considering medication was to kind of follow where, you know, where she was. And it ended up working. But, you know, the medication is just a, a cherry on top, right? Like the meat of what you, <laughs> that's funny, I said cherry on top and with meat. I don't know why I didn't, I don't know, that's kind of weird. The cherry on top with, in the meat of the, okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> that's going to be gross. <laughs> meat cake and a cherry okay anyways anyways um <laughs> the, the medication is just like the extra thing right but the bulk of ways that change is actually going to happen is through your action and through your personal changes and there's a limit to what you can do and that's where the medication can come in for some people but most of the time it's literally can just be handled by different actions that you're taking, um, which by the way, are not easy. So whenever you're given, you know, when I was in therapy and, you know, they'll give you different strategies and things that are really, you know, can help you when you're in those moments. And you have to recognize, you know, the first step of everything is recognizing that you're in a anxious situation, right? Um, when you're, you know, starting to have that wave, you know, like I said, like a bowling ball drops in your stomach, you're starting to experience that you have to recognize that. And then not only that, you have to step back and activate (laughs) one of the strategies that you have, you have to literally put your entire thought into now moving into a strategy of some kind, like forcing yourself to breathe in a certain way or forcing yourself to think about a certain thing. And in that anxious moment, that can be extremely, extremely difficult. Um, but there's not a doubt in my mind that, you know, everyone can get there. I I know everyone can, but it just takes some trial and error. So for me, the first couple times when I was starting to have really big, you know, anxiety swells come up and that wave would start and I would start to go, Oh no, like, okay, here we go. I would be able to recognize it, but then I would still get swept up in it. Maybe I was starting to recognize it when it was too late, right? When I was already starting to get really shaky and I already started to feel my heart. And then I would say, okay, okay, activate, <laughs> you know, this strategy. Um, but like, it, you know, it, it was extremely hard for me to even do those strategies once I did recognize it was happening because stepping back out of that moment and not thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die. Like my heart's beating. It's too far. It's uncontrollable. It's taking a step back to like do an exercise that you've been given and literally not allow your mind to go drifting elsewhere and think of this and that and this and that, which is most of the time what a lot of my anxiety comes from is very difficult because in that moment, at least for me, like I was saying, keeping your mind intact on one thing is so hard. It it requires so much concentration because my mind, like I was saying, when I get anxious, it's like flipping through the channels on a TV wicked fast. And I'm going here and there and here and there. And my mind just starts to like explode, right? Because I'm thinking about so many different things at once and I'm just going bouncing off the walls. So forcing myself, forcing my brain to stop doing that and focus on one thing like the breath is so hard for me. And of course, it's different for everyone, but that's the portion that's really tough for me. And so the one strategy that I have found 
that helps me so much is a little visualization um, that I actually learned from a game, a video game called Celeste. Um, and Celeste is, it's a beautiful game, has a really beautiful story about um, a girl named Celeste who, you know, kind of experiences a lot of anxiety. And she kind of has this dark alter ego of herself who she's fighting against the whole time throughout the game. And then towards the end of the story, she realizes that she can't keep fighting against, you know, her inner demons, but she actually needs to recognize them and accept herself for who she is with all the problems and things that she is going on and learn to work with that alter ego, you know, in the game um, and work with her issues uh, together to make the best possible version of herself, which I think is a really, really great narrative. But the image there, the visualization, oh God, the visualization that I think of um, was when she was starting to have a panic attack in the game. And what it is, is the guy, you know, the character in the game who's with her tells her to breathe and imagine that you are lightly balancing a feather on your breath and keeping a feather afloat, lightly, gently, a feather, right? So, you know, you're supposed to exhale and watch the feather fly up, you know, and then inhale and it might, you know, come back down to you a little bit as you're inhaling and then exhale again to blow the feather back up and watch as it kind of sways back and forth and gently comes back down towards you while you inhale and then exhale again, right? And in the game, you know, when, when you're playing the game, they kind of show you um, how it works. They give you an image on screen of that happening and you have to, you know, click a button to keep um, like a little box surrounding the feather, right? So it, it kind of goes with the pattern of exhaling to blow the feather up and inhaling as it comes down. And um, I, if, you know, I, I'm sure it's wicked hard for me to actually describe this. I could picture it in my head right now. Um, but if you want to see it, definitely go go Google um, Celeste uh, Feather Breathing, probably, <laughs> or YouTube that, and you can watch that scene from the game so you can kind of have that image for yourself. Um, so that's kind of what I use is that feather breathing. And um, honestly, I don't know what, you know, if the creator of the, of the game there was, uh, you know, had that in mind as a real strategy or not. But honestly, for me, it is like the one thing that I use every single time when I start to feel really anxious. And, um, you know, it's because when my mind is going from thing to thing to thing to thing and rushing, and it's really hard for me to just like stop, you know, the feather is something that I can focus on and I can put my entire mind into thinking about it. It's not too simple and it's not too complex. Um, you know, so I can stay engaged in my breath, right? Um, but it's not too stimulating for me to, you know, start, you know, still be feeling anxious from it, which some of the other strategies that work for other people that I experimented with with my therapist were too stimulating for me. Like I couldn't process through that in, you know, the times it was, my brain was too overwhelmed. So um, using something like that was so helpful finding that breakthrough and of course like it's literally going to be so different for everyone like I was saying it's extremely unique um, and that's the hardest part of all of this is finding what works for you um, so yeah uh, 
it's uh, anxiety is just a really tricky thing, unfortunately, you know, that like I was saying towards the beginning here that we all kind of deal with and we struggle with in different capacities, different varieties. And, you know, it happens on a day to day basis for all of us. And it's just kind of trying to learn how we can work through these things. And, um, you know, for me as an anxious person, I have been, you know, uh, so excited and, and delighted that I have found some strategies and things that work, some mindsets that I can be in that are really healthy, um, you know, and, and keep me in the right, uh, the, the right mindset. So, um, that's really cool. And I, I assure you that, you know, if you keep trying, you keep plugging along at this, that you're going to find something that works for you too. I can, I can guarantee that, you know, um, and there was a little while where I ended up being really discouraged and that, you know, if you're not careful and that's let's, um, unkept, then that can lead to serious depression, right? Depression issues where you're really anxious and you can't solve it and you've just kind of given up on solving it and that can really beat you down. Um, so, you know, be very careful about that. Keep your hopes up, keep your spirits up because there are strategies out there. There are things out there. There are people out there who can help you through what you're going through. Um, I guarantee, you know, so keep looking. Um, there's light at the end of the tunnel and keep your chin up. Um, you know, you can do this and you're not alone. You know, just know that you're not alone. And there, there are so many other people out there who are going through these situations with you, even though sometimes it feels like you're the only one. Um, yeah, so that is all about, uh, or about all I have to talk about today. Um, if you have any questions or, or, you know, you just want to reach out, you need someone to talk to, give me a message on absolutely anything. Um, you know, just reach out to me and I'm here. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, you know, I, I hope it maybe can help bring you some comfort, some peace hearing from me, kind of my story a little bit, and also, you know, hopefully help you recognize that there, you know, if you're dealing with some of these things, that there are ways out of it. Um, and there are ways that you can, you know, adapt and grow through them. So yeah. (sighs) All right. Well, I'm going to uh, go back inside, probably eat a banana, drink some water. Uh, Yeah, you should drink some water if you haven't already. And uh, (laughs) I will uh, talk into your eardrums once again next week on Tuesday. And uh, I'll be doing it from college that time. So I'll talk to you then. Thanks again so much for listening. Peace.